Hi, and welcome back to the ADHD Friendly Podcast. I'm Patty Blinderman. I'm an ADHD coach, and my passion is finding ADHD-friendly ways to bring more ease to my life and sharing them with you in the hopes that it does the same for yours. Today, I'm talking about cruising with ADHD. So literally taking a cruise and planning a cruise vacation when you have ADHD. So I'm going to do this in a series of three podcasts. In this first one, I'm just going to be talking about planning the time on board the ship, excursions, dining plans, beverage packages. Oh my. And then in my second of the three episodes, I'm going to record an episode on the cruise ship. And then the last in the series, I'm going to celebrate wins. And I'm also going to notice what could have gone better. What could I, what would I want to remember and do differently on a future cruise? And then how I'm going to remember that in my, by putting it in my personal owner's manual. So that'll be a special Palm um, edition of the podcast, personal owner's manual, POM. So for today, I'm just going to be talking about planning the time on the cruise. So I shared in a previous episode how it can be really challenging to plan vacations when we have ADHD, planning in advance, you know, that time horizon, budgeting for it, deciding where to go, all of those things. My husband and I um, are celebrating our 30th anniversary and decided to take a week-long cruise to Alaska. I love cold weather. I've always wanted to go to Alaska, never been. And we've only been on one other cruise and it was more than 20 years ago. So I thought I, you know, still remembered a lot. One of the reasons I picked it was because it's, I remembered it being really easy to plan. You kind of just, you know, decide when and, and how long and, um, you know, pick a, a cruise line and, you know, it, it's still decisions, but it, I just remember it being easier to plan. So I like the idea of it because once you book the ship, it's like, okay, well, you know, everything's included, everything's in. And it feels much more a la carte now that I'm doing a deeper dive. It's getting closer to the date of our cruise and I'm I'm feeling the urgency. Finally, after months of getting emails from the cruise line and ignoring them because they come every day, I literally just like throw them away and delete them because I can't keep up with it. It's just visual clutter. But one caught my eye yesterday that alerted me that the discounts they offer for pre-purchasing excursion packages and meal plans and different things will go away at the end of the day tomorrow. Well, I don't want to pay more for something if I could have paid less if I did it earlier. So that kicked it into gear. And so I sat down and and just opened up the, uh, the cruise information that they sent with the different options. And immediately became overwhelmed. I was looking on my phone and and that didn't work at all. So I moved to my computer and I had to choose a beverage package if I want one, don't have to have one, but it didn't, it didn't easily tell me what was included for free on the ship, which I found very frustrating because it wasn't like, oh, you get all of these, but if you'd like to have this as well, um, then you'll want to purchase this. It was, you know, do I get coffee? Is it, you know, I couldn't find any really good clarification, So I had to do a deeper dive. And once I really started getting into it, I found that my brain was getting fatigued. It was, you know, really trying to keep up with the information and my working memory was being taxed and it was too much. So I immediately realized I needed to make it external, concrete, and visual. So I started uh, just um, printing the internet, if you will. So I printed out 
um, some of the different things. So if you're listening to this podcast, I invite you to check out my YouTube channel, ADHD Friendly Podcast, where I'm going to be holding up examples of everything that I printed out. And if you want to see that, you can check it out there. So the first on the list was a beverage package. And I found it really challenging because it gave the price for the package per guest per day, but I had to do all of the math. So that was immediately when I realized I need to print this out and I need to do the math and write it on there. So I just print, I did a screen grab of the page and it made it really easy to make the decision once I, I did find what was included for free. So I get tea and coffee, iced tea, hot chocolate, lemonade, water, um, and milk. That's pretty much it. I, I only drink tea, coffee, and water. So that's me done. My husband does like to drink soda. So that package is $8.99 per guest per day. And for him, that was worth it. So that was fine. But then they had like specialty non-alcoholic packages and specialty coffee packages and deluxe beverage package, which includes alcohol. Um, and my husband and I are not big drinkers. And when we did the math, it's... $703, pretty much $100 a day for us to add the alcohol package because you weren't allowed to add it to just one person in the stateroom and it had to be for both. If you get one for the person staying in the cabin, you have to get it for any adult of age in that cabin. And we're just not big drinkers. So that was an immediate like, no, we don't need that. Um, and so it made it really clear the beverage option was easy to decide because I got it out of my head and into a concrete physical thing where I wrote down the amounts for each thing, I had my list of everything that was free that was included. And I could just see, okay, all right, I don't need that. Don't need that. That, you know, if I felt like if I got like the milkshake package, I would probably come back 10 pounds heavier because I would feel like I need to make sure I'm drinking enough to offset what I paid for it to make sure I was getting the value. So I was like, no, I don't need any of that. And then we moved to the meals and kind of had the same thing. I found an example of a, a regular menu. And, you know, like what's included in the cruise price for free. And then they had to be at specialty restaurants and we pretty much decided that we don't, we don't really want to pay extra for the restaurants. We'd rather pay more for the excursions. So again, we decided there was nothing we needed to do with that at this time. If we want to do something, if we change our mind, we can do that, but let's look at the excursions. Now the excursions I printed them out. The good thing about waiting until this late is a lot of them are gone. They've, <laughs> they're sold out. So it did limit the decisions, which was really actually helpful because you'll see, like I printed out, there's five pages of these and I put an X through anything that's already sold out or we don't have an interest in, or it's just beyond our budget that we want to pay for something. And so like on this page, I only have three things I could choose from, but even still, it was a lot for me to visually process. I have five sheets of this. So what I did was I took anything that I didn't have crossed out and I wrote it on a piece of paper and I did the math for, you know, cause everything's priced per person. So I did the math for both of us and we have three different um, days that will be in a port. And I really looked at what are the things we want to do? And then I sat down with my husband and we looked at it and decided, you know, we'll do two of the ports will do an excursion. And the third one, there really wasn't anything that was that sparkly that we felt passionate about. So we weren't going to do one that day. And then this brought me to what is our budget for all of this? Like, how do we know 
how much we want to spend or how much we have available to spend for these these different decisions. And, and it literally that, that awareness came in this planning process. And I realized that was part of what I was resisting about going into making these decisions, which I, I knew it was going to take effort to sit down and think about. And so we just decided, you know, let's see if we can do it within a thousand dollars. And it was just a random, you know, we kind of like pulled the number out to see, you know, cause some of the excursions are pretty pricey. Um, and we thought, well, let's see if we can keep our budget within that. And then the two excursions that we ended up picking um, really didn't end up breaking the budget. So I was like, oh, well, that that feels really like we're on the right track here because it was like $600 for the two excursions for both of us, which I thought, oh, that leaves us with some breathing room. I'm even under budget, which is something I don't experience a lot. Um, and But then I thought, well, let me just do a spreadsheet because it helps me to see things more easily. So I can keep up with it. So I did a spreadsheet of the choices and I color coded it by the day of the excursion to make it easier for us to see. And I could make notes, right? So I can, I'm, I'm conserving my mental effort by not having to use as much working memory to hold that in my brain while I'm looking from the details of one excursion to the details of another excursion. I can just write it down and it's all in one place, which makes it less taxing on my brain. But then I thought, well, let me just kind of break down the decisions we're making into a spreadsheet so I can remember what we decided and how much money we've already allocated. And this is really a game changer for me to be able to see this. So what I did is I just put it into a spreadsheet. I'm just holding this up. If you want to check it out on my YouTube channel where I have beverages because my husband wants the, the soda package. So that was $62.93. We decided not to get a dining package. The excursions ended up being $620. And here's the category that I looked up. What other unexpected expenses come up on cruise ships? And it's tips. And the rule of thumb, they said, is about um, for, for a couple, um, they said it, it, it was about $250 for a seven or $200 for a seven day cruise. But I also know there'll be tips for the excursions. So I'm estimating $250 on tips. And that takes me right up, like literally, like I'm still under budget, but it leaves no money for buying little souvenirs, doing any shopping in Alaska, um, anything extra, anything miscellaneous we might need that we forgot that we need to buy on the ship. So it really only leaves me like $68 um, for discretionary spending. And that does feel a little constricting, but again, if I didn't see that, I wouldn't be aware of it. And I was really grateful that I did kind of, you know, Google and see what other things might I need to pay for that I'm not thinking of, or I'm not aware of, cause I haven't cruised, um, in over 20 years. And, and I totally forgot about the tips. So that was really helpful to at least begin thinking about that. And is there anything I want to do to increase a little bit more wiggle room in my, in my discretionary spending? So that I'm not feeling like when I'm on the, the trip, I can't do anything that I didn't, you know, specifically plan for because that feels too restrictive. And then just as a, a, a visual planning way to see everything that we've decided, and I've realized when I hold this up, this might look overwhelming. I'm just going to talk you through how I use this. It's a weekly planning sheet. I use these every single day in, in daily practice. And it always helps me to see my week laid out. And so the week is Monday through Sunday, but because the cruise starts on a, a Friday, I have, you know, just kind of like a squiggly line dividing the week. And so it starts on a Friday. 
where we get into Seattle and then it shows where we depart. We're cruising, we're cruising. And then it shows the days in port where, you know, we're doing excursions of what time they are. So I can look at it quickly while we're completely disconnected from our routines and remember, oh, we need to make sure we're up because we, we have an eight o'clock excursion in the morning when we get in at seven. I also identified yarn shops in the different ports and in Seattle that I'd like to check out while if I have time while we're um, there again, that, that ups the, I need to, you know, revisit the budget and see where I can squeak out some discretionary money so I can maybe get some yarn um, from the different shops in Alaska. I think that would be really fun and a, a fun way to, you know, have a souvenir be something I can maybe knit some socks out of Alaskan yarn that will last um, for much longer than maybe a box of chocolates would or something like that. So just a weekly planner so I can see what's coming up. This is transformative in keeping me calm and knowing what we're doing. Again, I don't want to overschedule it like, oh, we'll go have breakfast at this time or it, that doesn't matter to me, but remembering the big main things I want to do, or if it's a hard scheduled thing, like an excursion. So I'm making sure we don't miss out because we're totally out of our routine. We're going to be, you know, in the middle of a cruise. And that's really what I wanted to share. Just when you're trying to plan for any vacation, what do you need to do to make it easier for your brain to make decisions, to remember what you have decided? And how do you know it fits within your available finances for what you want to spend on that trip? That is always something that I know is challenging for me and, and, the majority of my clients, this is a really challenging thing. Money is a, an invisible concept. So having a way to, even if you just decide on an amount and see, can we even do it within that amount? And then you can go back and look at like, is that even something that we could afford to do within the money that we have available for a vacation? So external, a way to see your decisions and a way to see if it's going to fit within the available financing you have for your vacation. So that's all for this first of three episodes on cruising with ADHD. I hope you found something in here helpful. And if you like this episode, please consider subscribing so that um, I'm trying to reach my 100 subscribers on YouTube. And if you have already, thank you. I appreciate each and every subscriber. It really does make a difference. Um, and if you have cruise tips, something that you've, if you're a avid cruiser, and, and I'm such a novice, like if you have tips, please reach out and share them with me. I'd love to hear, you know, post them in the comments. I'd love to hear anything that worked for you that I can even, you know, share in a future episode. And remember the first, the best time to start your personal owner's manual is when you were a kid. And if you haven't started one yet, the second best time is right now. Visit my website, adhdfriendly.com. Lots of resources and tools on there to get you started. And until next time, tally ho.